All right, you can play the sound whenever you want. I'm not going to ruin it this time. You don't even need to mention it. It's not going to be ruined. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> this is this is a new step forward. Yeah. Harvey. I'm not even going to be near the microphone. Gonna you're going to you're going to actually lean back. Yeah. You're going to fat Joe it. You're going to lean fat back. Joe it. Absolutely. I'm just going to be back here chilling. You know, if I were you, I'd play it because uh, you know I might not stay back here too long. <laughs> All right, so here we are once again, live streaming via YouTube, 12.40 podcast. Wow, a clean, a clean intro. I did it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that deserves applause. Uh, welcome to the twelve forty Hangover Cure podcast. World, g'day. Yeah, g'day, world. I'm half. That's Rodders. Yep. See what I did there? Nailed it. Yep. Straight Changed away. It Straight it away. It Flipped it over. Get out of the way. We got a lot of around. stuff to get through, haven't we? Woo. Yeah. Well, we weren't. Here. I wasn't here last week, was I? What was I doing? Um, <laughs> mum's birthday. Your mum's birthday. Yeah. yeah. Happy uh, birthday to mum. Yes. For many weeks ago now. Yeah. Happy birthday, Helen. Yeah. If I didn't say, I probably wouldn't have said it. She's not watching. Nah, so. she doesn't watch. She might. She might uh, watch it re- retrospectively, though. You never know. You never know. In she several, does, it could be in several years. She does things like that. Maybe, maybe next. You know, like when she when she turns another decade older, she'll go back and go. Oh, they did wish me happy birthday. Well, do you know? She did say something interesting. She. Because she always has this goal of get, being a centurion, right? She wants to get to 100. Oh, I see. I thought you meant the, the she, drinking game. Because, <laughs> no, you know, I can, always I can help her win, with that. She's yeah. always wanted to win that too. But um, yeah. Well, who doesn't? Yeah, only she doesn't really drink. I've so. done one. So. Yeah. so have I. Yeah. I was there. I was there for one. But we, we were both in it. We're centurions. I didn't get to 100. I got to about 81. Well, you didn't win then. No, I didn't. I got to about 81 and I was out. Was that at the Grand? Yeah. Yeah, that was a tough one. I got to 87 on that one. I had to take Anyway, um, mum always wanted to get to 100 years yeah. old. Yes. And uh, she's bu- she's bumped it down now. She'll be happy with 90, she says now. She'll be happy to get to 90. And I said, what? You've just bumped it down 10 years. That's a fairly big... Yeah, it's a big lowering of expectation. That's right. Yeah, so she must be uh, you know, feeling a mortality a bit. I'm shooting for 200. I mean, I, there's no reason that I shouldn't, uh, you know, well, with go te- all out. Technology the these days, yeah, you know, you, you might. Uh, I'm going to freeze my head like Disney. Get, get in there with Walt. <laughs> was cr- it Walt that froze his head? Yeah. Walt, Walt Disney. Walt Disney, right? Oh, I think so. Yeah. I think it was him, yeah. Pretty sure there's a frozen version of him somewhere, or a frozen yeah, corpse somewhere. It's just his head. Just his head. Yeah. They just want to attach it to some uh, That's the thing I always sex thought. robot, no doubt. Is is it so expensive to get a full body cryogenic chamber? Because like literally, he's got two things to solve now. One is getting unfrozen and, and brought back to life, and two is reattaching the head. He needs to get around. Somehow. Yeah, that we can't do any of those things How's at he the moment. Do that? We can't do either of them, right? <laughs> he can't get around. <laughs> or if the technology works out how to reattach a head, the cryogenic technology might not have caught up. So you know. Yeah, he has to count on both those things aligning. Yeah, for why a have successful? Why? 
Why make it harder than it into, needs to be? You know, to the uh, third dimension. Anyway, good luck. Good luck with that. Uh, good on. Idea. Good on your Walt. Yeah, he might. Yeah. He might watch this retrospectively. You know, and uh, not with. Yeah, but he won't be able to. <laughs> only if someone props up a laptop in front of his severed head. Fuck! <laughs> you imagine that? Here you go, Walty. Here, I know you don't want to watch I it, just but chose you can't something go anywhere. Random on YouTube. It's called the Twelve Forty Podcast. These two dickheads talking to each other in their uh, in their house. They were around in the thousandies before we thawed you out. Yeah, the thousandies. Yeah, they never got famous. <coughs> they both died horrifically in <laughs> tragic accidents involving usual. watching Baywatch. Yeah, and sitting in, <laughs> sitting in the middle of a main thoroughfare. <laughs> <laughs> over by trucks. References no one will get. That's, that's, that's right. how we make the uh, the podcast nice and broad, Rodders. That's right. That's, yes. uh, yeah, there's a lot to unravel. Mm. There's a lot of layers to this. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of layers, mm-hmm. uh, that reminds me of people who take off clothes. Go on. I know. What a great segue. It's a terrible segue, but actually I did, I did want to... We, we made a, a statement in a previous podcast, I think two podcasts I remember this. ago. I remember this. I was here. You were, you were here for it. Um, and we were basically asking the question, if we had the perfect society mm. with no cash... What would be the would uh, we incentive? S- would we still have pornography? Would there be people incentivized to do porn? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, well, that really goes for a long time, that one, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> My ship's come in, Rodders. New sounds. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think I've got an answer. Or at least yeah. a potential answer for All right. it. What's, you know, which, uh, it's, what's, uh, what's happening? It's a video from 60 Second Docs, which I, I actually did a video on for uh, YouTube On The Rise, which oh, is yeah. a channel run by a friend of mine and i just I like that idea the 60 second documentary yeah i like it's it good. too um these are great videos so check check out the channel but this one in particular has a hot chick in a thumbnail so i i clicked on it yeah um, as, as as you would naturally yeah i mean she's wearing lingerie so you know <laughs> what else you I clicked do? On it. <laughs> and uh it turned out to be about something <laughs> more than just tits so I'll just play a little section from it, and uh, we'll see if this does answer the mystery of uh, can porn well, exist without yeah. profit. Let's see. Being an internet exhibitionist means posting sexually explicit images of yourself online. I do it for a social Hello. interaction and being able to post images of myself online and turn on. Other she actually sounds quite pretty as well. Like, just You've got a hot voice. Video yeah. that doesn't want you back. <laughs> My- so she's talking about... Interesting, that's uh, that last bit that she said. That uh, this is better because it's because I want you to watch me rather than a yeah. movie that's made that doesn't care. You know? which, which she's saying specifically she'd rather be a provider of porn at no, no profit. Prof- no profit, yeah. For her, yeah. we're assuming. But she says she doesn't make any money out of it, she says. And uh, she'd rather provide porn than just watch it. So it's like the old creator or consumer sort of question which is you know yeah. would you rather create stuff for other people to watch or would you rather just sit around watching stuff um she would rather create porn than consume it mm. and maybe that's a balance of nature somehow she that, says uh, it you know gives her as, you know, a level of it, it turns her on as well gets her excited that you know hundred thousand strange people turning me on just talking about her <laughs> turning herself on by turning other people on it's uh, quite a chain of uh, erotica yeah, so... Uh, you know, of bodily fluids. 
being created. She doesn't show her face for further because, and she mentions that as well. That there's a still a stigma to it in our current society yeah, where people might be see it as in a negative way, and and so she keeps it, fit, you know, she keeps it private. But um, you know, yeah. there you go. I mean, yeah, I guess it goes some so way. So it's it kind of answers the question that yes, maybe there would be people maybe she still, would still be doing it. Yeah, people because she likes the validation of being seen as beautiful, and that's something that. Uh, um, I guess is built into women. It might be built into all people. I don't want to be sexist. I'm not it's sure. Yeah, certainly not built into me though. She, no, well, because I don't care. I mean, I don't even know what I'm wearing. No, I no, no. I don't, I don't think know. you'd have a very large audience. Actually, that's that's. I might be incorrect about that. I don't. It depends know. if you if you measure them on mass or numbers. <laughs> I just thought about you, like... <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, love! <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to wait until we've got 4,000 viewers before I take the nuts out. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd get a lot of viewers. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's a diverse market out there. You never know. You just never know what's going to be Maybe I'm like, what do they call it? A bear? Is it a bear? Oh, Gay guys hey. who like fat guys or something? Isn't, isn't there a thing? They like probably. I, I don't know. Yeah, probably. I'm pretty sure. I don't know where I heard that, but I'm pretty sure that's a thing. Yeah. Maybe I'm a bear. You know, I don't know. Well, look, go There's and, no way to know. The only way you can know is to go and try it out. My, my main issue... If you issue, ever do that, bring that into the podcast and we'll, we'll discuss it then. <laughs> we'll discuss your experience. My main issue, like I don't, I'm not too uh, upset about being overweight, but what I am upset about is the way I'm overweight in the sense that the shapes that have come out of the weight are very strange. <laughs> so I'm not ashamed of being fat. I'm ashamed of the specific shape of yeah, the fat. You because just don't you don't like the 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 shapes created. No, because by you know, the excess. if you wear you, you might not because you haven't put on as much weight as I have. So no. you might not know people who you know have never been fat probably don't understand but fat kind of molds to stuff that you wear. Right. Right. So uh, when I was putting on most of my weight, I was wearing a suit, which got tighter and tighter, right? right? yeah. And a belt, so the belt doesn't stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that couldn't put on weight, that bit. So I've basically got a permanent belt line in my stomach fat. Yeah. You know, so I've, I, like I'm not fat below where the belt would be. And I've got this weird truncated pot belly that just sort of stops halfway and goes, that's it. I'm done. Well, it's it's all a question of when you get fed up with this and uh, go. Well, I'm just gonna try. I've and been do fed something. up for years. That's that's irrelevant. That's yeah. irrelevant to the process. You could, you know, there's there's ways, you know, there's probably ways to to get rid of it. But well, it does. we've had that. We, we'll do that in another podcast. That conversation. Yeah, it's that's that more get, to that do. That could get contentious. Yeah, it could. But uh, that's that's more to do with. Um, it's it's a full lifestyle thing, you know. Like yeah, someone someone who's never been overweight always knows about these things. No, but it's it's it, I've been I've been really unhealthy before and oh, yeah. put on lots of weight, and not to no not anywhere near the um you know not anywhere over a hundred kilos or anything. But yeah. I remember it being you got about ninety at one point. I think yeah, it was about I was about. But at 90. your height, that's not so bad. No, you won't. But yeah, it does. It, it still it doesn't show that much. Mm. You know, if you're six foot tall or whatever, or near that, which I am, you know, people don't don't really see you as, um, you know, being un- unhealthy at all. 
Nah. I can guarantee you I definitely wasn't eating anything healthy or <laughs> doing much exercise. So when you just sit around and eat bad, I mean, that's what, what are you... That's what you can expect to happen. You know, weight's going to come. Yeah. But anyway, uh, as uh, as we said, that's a subject for some other podcasts. What else have we got for this? We've got. Um, I wanted to transition into. Um, well, we were talking about. I think last episode because we last episode what happened? We stopped and then we. Recorded we did it in two, two parts, yeah. yeah. So did we talk about the... I forget what we talked about in the second part, really. Well, it was the same. We tried to continue it pretty seamlessly, yeah. other than mentioning Was the it fact. seamless? I didn't even, I didn't even I go th- back I think so. and review it. But, uh, well, let's, let's talk about the Robert David Steele thing, because, again, we've, we've talked about this guy in the past. He was the guy who said that... Uh, um, Have we? That every false flag, uh, sorry, every terrorist event in the US oh, right. is, has, been a, false has been a false flag since 9-11, including 9-11, I think yeah. he says. Um, He's ex-CIA. Uh, ex-CIA. Right? Um, and, yeah, he keeps popping up in, in the news. And, you know, I, to an extent, I started to get sceptical and go, have we, have we, you know, published the words of a guy who, um, you know, might be a fraud. Like, I was like, well, I, I didn't check whether he's actually in the CIA. Well, I sort of trust the people who interview him. But In in this in this clip that we've looked at, he's um, he acknowledges that at the start. He says... That's right, he's, yeah. He's a, he, he talks about a uh, book that he wrote or something. And Yeah, uh, no, he says it's reviewed by a, a department of the CIA that yeah. only reviews books that the are written, is by, written yeah, by those And by the those forward guys. was written by a CIA. So guy. that kind of legitimizes his... I haven't checked it. If you, have you checked it? <laughs> I haven't checked it. I haven't checked um, it, but I do believe him. And David Seaman's a pretty smart guy. I think. I don't really have any reason to not believe it. Um, and um, yeah, it's look. This is pretty heavy, heavy stuff. Yeah, let's just get right to it because he's sort of changed what he's talking about now. Um, he's he's done the false flag thing and gone right. That's it. You know that now. And now he's talking about Pedogate. Yeah. And for anyone who doesn't know, we haven't talked about Pedogate much on the show. We talk about it a bit in private. And we talked about it on the drunk cast, <laughs> which well, is pretty much why we. It didn't. was uh, initially labelled uh, PizzaGate because of it the, was PizzaGate originally. It's the common pizza uh, scandal. Yeah, and now it's been generalised out to PedoGate. Pedo, of course, meaning pedophilia. So the idea yeah. is there's a whole bunch of uh, people yeah. in government, and there's uh, people in government. There's people in big, uh, you know, uh, corp- private corporate ed- entities as well that trade in human life. Yeah. basically women yeah. children and uh, it's uh, sold it's a massive rampant plague of pedophilia um and it's just it's really just revolting information it if, is if that's why we haven't mentioned it if it's because factual it's just it's just gross and and uh it could cause people to really lose their shit you know well, if it comes it. out and into the you know msm and it's right there in front of people and you know there's eyewitness accounts or something like that you know mm. um, from people that are on the you know that want to blow the whistle on it mm. and uh you well, know th- 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 a lot of people are, are pretty uh pissed at government and big corporate anyway now so well, that's right but you know, so something might just something like this could tip them over the edge I, I don't know about you but the echo chamber i live in it just keeps coming back and it keeps coming back to this this satanism and psychopathy, psychopathy, 
Psychopathy, yeah. They're the things that just keep coming back well, to how, me. Yeah. When you look at just the type of things that we accept as normal or whatever, mm. that seems pretty psychopathic to me. Mm. In on on some levels, pedophilia. Well, I mean, well, that it's hard to get more than, more psychopathic. That, than but that. just how we accept that, um, you know, um, uh, big big companies will eventually just usurp all the small business around them, mm. and people just see it happen, and they just they just you know they go to whatever's easiest, most convenient for them, mm. and often that means you know supporting uh, big corporate over, you know the corner store or whatever well let's have a listen to uh robert david Steele. david robert Steele. robert david Steele. i keep forgetting robert david Steele talking with david seaman yeah talking to david seaman the reality is that uh cia women and children but so does the pentagon dynacor has been made famous by cynthia mckinney congresswoman cynthia mckinney dynacor is in the business of trading in women and children under pentagon contracts this is all outrageous stuff I think Pizzagate was a really good eye-opener, and it turned into Pedogate. And what Pizzagate did was show people that everything they had been in denial about was now, in fact, on the table for discussion. So I think we're entering a new period in which the public now understands that the government lies about everything. And it's absolutely essential that they listen to people like you who are investigating Pedogate. Let me also say... I have told President Trump he's going to lose the Senate. There is a pedophilia scandal about to break out here, and I believe we will lose two Republican governors, four to six Republican senators, two of whom are already gone, but I'm talking about four to six new ones. Mm -hmm. And we may possibly lose Vice President Mike Pence, who is alleged to be a murderous pedophile. I mean, this is unbelievable stuff. You know, he says it, he says it like it's no big deal in a way. But he's saying, like, the stuff that comes out of this guy's mouth is the most sensational, not sensational in a good sense, like yeah. Donald Trump saying, that's sensational. Sort of, but sort of shocking. Sensational and shocking, yeah. It's, um, of anything I've heard in a really long time, especially from a, a really credible source like And that. this is all profit-driven, too. He says it's profit-driven. Yeah. They, they realise, you know, there's big companies and, uh, and government colludes, and, and they figure out these, you know, um, really illicit ways to make money. Yeah, that's to, right. To deal in, uh, you know, black market stuff like, you know, slavery and prostitution and. But he's saying it's 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 going to break. It's going to come out. This is something that's. And everyone's seen that Joe Biden video where he's bloody oh, caressing little girls. Don't and even remind me. Yeah, yeah, it's I've just seen the creepiest it. shit ever. I actually had I nearly queued up a, a video about a um, that was like a body language expert um, analyzing Joe Biden's yeah. movements and you know how he was sort of dominating and. And then backing off if the parents stood up to him, and then yeah, right. You know, and how the parents were being submissive, so he was able to do whatever he wanted. It's disgusting stuff, and you know, I, I don't know if everyone's seen that video, but it's. I won't even recommend anyone <laughs> look no, it up. It's, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's one of those things. If it, you generally you see it once and you just go, man, I never want to see that yeah. again. It's just horrible to think about. Um, you know, what these people who have so much authority and power are using it for. I mean, if it if this is factual and um, you know all this is embedded in not only uh, big corporate but government as well, mm. which is what um, Robert David Steele is saying, mm. um, you know, 
do people flip out? Do people, you know, uh, storm the White House? Well, we can't, I, I can't afford the, the plane ticket. I, I, you know, I, can you see it happening? I can see it, you know, something like that might happen. I can see it happening, absolutely. I think... There's enough people angry if, enough. If this came out, and, and I'd like, if anyone's listening to the, the podcast, imagine, if you will, that this came out in mainstream news and it was something that you were unable to deny. Yeah, it was that reported through commercial media or there something are like literally, that. There's a ring of literally thousands of uh, upper-class uh, elite people who are not just trading in, in women and children, but actively participating in pedophilia or satanic rituals or whatever it turns out yeah. it's going to be. You know, how, I don't know how far it goes or what exactly it is because it's very hard to relate to. I can't imagine what it would be. Do but if know, it comes out and it's undeniable, what, what would you do? Like, how would that change, change your life? Is, you know, can you really accept the, a government that's involved in this? You stuff? couldn't, could you? You just couldn't I don't do think it. I could. No. No. I couldn't. Um, it reminds me of um, the Serbian film, too. Yeah. yeah a little as, bit. To, as to, you know, because that film had a certain purpose. It was, mm. you know, the guy who made it said he was doing it to um, piss, piss off. Piss off the censors. The censors, yeah. yeah. And, um, and and it was kind of like a protest film. He yeah. said that, you know, nothing should be censored. This is all part of what actually goes on in in our existence and we need to, you know, kind of acknowledge it and, you know, no, no boundaries kind of thing. But I don't think he was ever saying that he was portraying something but real. But I think there's a level where why did he pick that topic if he didn't know something? Well, exactly, yeah. He could have known, had yeah. some sort of insider information that he didn't want to reveal that was you know uh, the driving kind of like stanley setting. kubrick with uh, eyes wide shut with right eyes wide know? shut yeah you know it, the last movie he made before he died and a lot of people think he was killed because of that movie and right he was he died after he finished the movie and then they re-edited it and yeah. released it mm. and it's again it's pretty uh, you know pretty eye-opening stuff if you take Even it to mean edited. anything in the real world it's yeah. fiction but if you take it to actually parallel anything in the real world it's creepy shit yeah definitely <laughs> Um, so yeah, I you know, I also wanted to mention I was watching Serbian. I've seen the Serbian film, watched it with another person. Who yeah. I won't won't say who it is. Right, I think I, I think but I know. But yeah, that individual was so upset at the content mm. that he stormed out of the room. Yeah, so he didn't do that to me. And it w- and he just went nut. Nah, no way am I continuing with this. This is bullshit. I don't want to see anything like that. Yeah, and. Uh, well, when you get and to the end of it, immediately I had the thought because I'd read, you know, I sort of knew the backstory behind the film, why it was made, and everything. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, if that was the, you know, if if it was intended to really uh, get a reaction from people, that's the strongest reaction I've ever seen to a movie. I remember the, I remember another time I was watching a movie. Remember that movie Blood Moon? Oh yeah, and it had that bit in it where you could in the cinema. Where you could leave if you, you wanted leave to. Where you could leave if you gimmick. didn't like it. Yeah. They, they said, uh, we're going to intermission. If you don't want to see the second half of the movie, you can have your money back. Yep. Just go, 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 to, you know, just go to the cashier and then you'll get your money back and leave. Yeah. It was yeah. like a money back guarantee. There was like a four or five people that stood up and walked out of the, the cinema. Yeah. When I, when I was watching that. No, I just went, I, I went, ah, really? Yeah. It's a, it was a funny gimmick. I, I haven't heard of that being done. I guess I didn't, just didn't expect anyone to actually do it. And people just, some people just said, "Oh, you know, seen enough of it." I've already seen all the girls naked. S- saw boobs. 
Uh, Actually, there, back. there are boobs in the second half as well, though. That they would. I think there's second. more. Yeah. yeah, there's more in the I second. Can't really half remember. There. No, I no. can. I have an encyclopedic yeah. knowledge of <laughs> boobs. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's the only other time I've ever seen people stand up and walk out of a. But, but it was obviously incentivized by getting a refund. Full and complete. Yeah, that's not really the same thing. It full, wasn't, and, full and complete refund. It wasn't a particularly scary movie, especially no. once the villain was revealed as that like, old Italian guy or whatever. <laughs> that was weird. Sorry, spoiler alert. Yeah, good one. Don't worry. You won't even be able to find people, the movie to watch it, let alone. A lot of people are probably going to go search that out and uh, now they won't. Yeah, but the only movie I ever uh, considered walking out of uh, was Irreversible. Okay, yeah, I remember seeing that um, as well. And uh, it started with the, uh, you know, the scene in the gay club, and the guy's looking for somebody with. He just yeah. keeps calling out his name, trying to find this guy, and then he, uh, someone says that's the guy, and they literally pulverize his face with a fire extinguisher mm-hmm. for I don't know four minutes yeah, it's a or good, something. Uh, good few couple of minutes there, and it's very graphic. It's done. Partially digital, partially as a like a puppet. Didn't we then watch the making of sort of after the film? Well, I, I watched it with Sam. I didn't see it with you for the first time. I, I think, think we watched it together second later. Second time that yeah. you'd seen it when I watched and, it. With you. And I paused it and I just turned to Sam without even asking him how he was feeling about it. I said, "Do you want to continue the movie because there's going to did be a rape pause, scene after this?" Did you pause like on a bit where he's just well, yeah, his face is basically. Basically, in. I think we waited until it was over. And then I paused it and I said, look, I know there's going to be a rape scene after this. It's supposed to be the most graphic thing ever. Um, and that's the most graphic thing I've ever seen. And that's the start of the movie. So, yeah. and he said, I don't know. I don't know what to do. He said, I need to need a break. Let's get a, you know, let's get a drink. And uh, we eventually did go back to it. And to be yeah. honest, I don't mean to, <laughs> but the rape scene wasn't as shocking as that because that was just graphically violent. The rape scene yeah. was violent too, but it was shot in a way that, didn't confront you as much, I yeah, think. I, I remember the violence. being confronted more with the, the violent the, the fire extinguisher. And it's the worst part of the movie. So um, it's it's just horrible. The, the, when he gets his arm broken and stuff, uh, in, just at the start, of, it's just, I've just never seen anything. I don't know how it was done. It was, you know, there were disguised cuts, but it looked continuous. And the whole movie's continuous, isn't it? Mm. It's one continuous shot, except that it goes back in time, plays backwards, I think. So... It has like that flipping around camera for like a minute every time it goes back in time. You remember that? Anyway, no. I don't know why we're talking about that now, but no, just that was the only thing that I considered not continuing in yeah. a movie. And yeah. uh, we ended up going back to it. So Serbian film, I just laughed for most of it. It was just so over the top. I didn't take it seriously. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably what made it in a way palatable. The yeah. fact that it was so ridiculous and all, you know, all the taboo stuff was played upon. Yeah. Know? It was, there was, like, dark jokes made about it. Yeah. But, you know, knowing that this stuff is happening uh, in the real world, at least to some extent, is a different thing. It's a different level of trauma. It's not like watching it in a movie like Serbian film where you, you can just go, that's, you know, they're just... That's, yeah. They're just saying, fuck you, censor. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they're doing, you know, they're going as over and the top as not, they can. You know I mean? There's you convince yourself that, yeah, what's what's seemingly happening for real is not actually happening for real no i mean it starts off fairly serious and it does set a serious tone but then you have that scene where the guy's threatening to cut off his own erect penis yeah or the scene with the newborn porn Mm. joke i mean that's how could you say there's anything but funny well it's so over the top like obviously if you take it seriously it's just really 
depressing and horrible. It is. So it's, it, look, it's just, it's, it took a sick mind to think of it. I think that's that's. But, uh, you know, that's that's part of the reason it, w- it was so over the top is so people would actually sit through it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like you said, it's a different level if you think about, you know, what um, a lot of people who have a lot of authority and power are, are doing with it. Mm. And purely to make a dollar, they're engaging in uh, really nefarious type activity. And I'll never understand with why. Human beings. Like, if you gave me all the money and power in the world right now, would that turn me into a pedophile? Because it seems to me that they're the people who are doing it. So I guess well, that's just a cause and effect thing though, right? Like it's it's not the money's not the cause of it. They get the money because as a result. Because of the the cacistocracy concept yeah. that James Corbett goes through. And I haven't got a video queued up for that, but he no. basically talks about how um, people who get into power and are psychopathic will generally seek out psychopathic people to bring into their circle right. of power. And the way they do that is by testing them that they uh, have no empathy by testing to. whether or not they'll participate in murder or and if um, they're, pedophilia. And, if, they're, and if, if, if it is someone who's non-psychopathic, mm. then um, it's this, they use the, the sort of inverse theory, which is you will engage in it anyway. And I'll, yeah. then they'll capture it and, and say, if you, know, if you ever reveal like anything about us, then mm. this, this comes out about you. Yeah, that you right. fuck these three kids or whatever. They'll get them to do something, something really you know. horrible, you know, that they, uh, you know, can barely live with. Yeah, let alone. Uh, so I mean, yeah, it's all built on human trauma, isn't it? Like it is. There seems to be a you know a pyramid of trauma that goes right you, up to if, the top. And and when you think that that you know if this is actually happening, the resulting will be a lot of just a lot of traumatized people growing up in the world. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of the kids that, that have gone all through this, you know, if they don't commit suicide, mm. um, you know, who knows? Who, who knows what's coming after that? Well, if no, if nothing, you know, it, if it's still swept under the rug and not revealed, you know, to the mass, you know, public. Well, we know that um, childhood trauma breeds... Um, Abusive parents, yeah. right? I Don't mean, you just get more psychopaths? Don't you just so it, it, it has to be cyclical in a way. And, you know, I've always thought, and it's a crazy thought, it's not a serious thought, but it's a whimsical sort of thought that that this, you know, people say this, you know, MK Ultra trauma-based mind control experiments that happened around the Second World War, after the Second World War, that that program wouldn't be in effect today. You know, that it was cancelled in the 70s was it yeah well, apparently it was stopped you know after all this research and the, the, the none of it was ever used for anything the recognized science of it was was halted you know yeah officially that's right. so but they say that so now it, it means nothing so so the government had a little misstep <laughs> kidnapped a few kids and experimented on them no big deal. only a few people and that happened. only for this period of time we don't do yeah, that anymore. and we don't do that anymore we're we're evolved now yeah, we're better than know. that you know that was just a mistake, and and it's it doesn't play. But, but actually, even if it was cancelled, the fact that they seeded this sort of trauma-based mind control back then yeah. would almost self-replicate, would it not? You know, like they send those people back out into the world, and they program them to perform trauma-based trauma-based mind control mm. on their children. 
then doesn't it over generations explode into the population exponentially and become well, more and more common? Because possibly some of these things, like like you can't understand pedophilia, you can't understand child abuse. Like how how does someone uh, hit a child? Like can you even imagine it? It's it's ridiculous yeah. as a concept, you know, and it's so common. Like yeah, yeah spank a child if they're bad. So, I mean, I don't believe in that either, but some parents think that that's a way to discipline a kid okay but actually like you know trying to injure a child is a weird thing yeah well it's 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 um it's is it not psychopathic behavior to do that well you can't have a lot of empathy because yeah Yeah. you must have a a real lack of empathy for for another human being to um you know inflict a, a, a smaller human being that can't defend itself yeah uh against you know your big hand or whatever yeah um yeah to do that would take some level of psychopathy i think it's 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 insane and then take it another step and actually engage in pedophilia it's it's bizarre that this happens that this is like you can't look in the natural world and see chimps uh engage i mean they've you know they, they probably don't have a law about you know 18 is the legal age or anything like that However, they do have a, you know, they're just Nothing not attracted sexual. to their yeah, children. Yeah, no, no sort of sexual that way. Uh, abuse kind of thing. I don't think so. It's probably something we should look look into if we can find anything like that. Be but I really to see if we could find any. You certainly don't hear about it. But it's not, yeah. There's chimp rape frog. Chimp rape frog. What is, what are you... What? You know, the, the one where the chimp rapes a frog. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's I that. that one. Yeah, there is that. There is that. But uh, th- but that's interspecies. That that looks... I don't know. Is it trying to... Well, it is. It is It is it, raping it, a frog. It's raping a frog in the mouth. Um, well, I don't know actually where it's going into the frog. I have no idea. I never do, wanted to think about Do frogs have that. gills? <laughs> but I don't know. But... But there's that's one example. That's aberrant sexual behaviour in the animal world. Yeah, uh, it would be equivalent to bestiality in it, humans, I guess. It'd be interesting to see how many, you know, to see how many recorded cases there is of that, whether it's an epidemic or whether you know it just happened. <laughs> an to epidemic be. of chimps raping frogs. <laughs> these, it'd be like uh, that's all these I believe, frogs not being able to close their mouths. I believe the uh, you know the War of the Planet of the Apes that trilogy is closed now. <laughs> the next trilogy is going to be about an epidemic of raping frogs. It's it's called it's called rape of the planet. Of the I Apes. hope it's a CGI effect and they don't actually get frogs. No, they're to not going to they're not going to kill frogs. You know, Andy Circus has to has to act in it. So, you know, he's he's uh, he said he doesn't want to hurt any real frogs. But uh, yeah, that's that's one example. But I mean, humans are supposed to be evolved into these uh, you know more enlightened. Well, I feel for the most part we are, but the least evolved people seem to be the ones at the top, if you believe all this stuff. Uh, and, you know, I think there's going to be a point where it becomes more obvious whether it's true or not. You know, I'm, I'm, am I on the fence? I don't know. I, I'm, I guess I'm on the fence to an extent. But um, I'm getting to the point where it's just all roads seem to lead to this. Well, and uh, everybody says the same thing, you know, even Crazy Alex Jones or David Seaman or, um, and you yeah, get these BBC documentaries about... Um, a lot coming out about it and, um, you know, just by watching, the, uh, watching that video, I was recommended uh, another video on YouTube that basically outs Charlie Sheen as a... 
oh, we didn't cue that up. Did yeah. you? Did you I didn't really cue it up, but um, maybe we can do that next week. Maybe it sounds interesting. Well, it's 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 basically it just goes through the fact that he abused his own kids. Yeah, and um, is mainly quite possibly responsible for Corey Haim's death. Right. And is it is it like conspiratorial or does it sound? It's a little conspiratorial, uh, the the Corey Haim thing. But um, yeah, there's a, Denise Richards is interviewed and yeah. and uh, it shows a actual police, you know, it's a declaration to the police of, yeah, of that an incident that talks about you know um, uh, the things that Charlie does in his everyday life. Yeah, um, that could be quite harmful to young children. Do you think it's possible exposed to it. that this is where the confusion about Trump comes in, in the sense that maybe, because to us, he just seems like another elite. He's got the money, he's got the power, uh, and he seems just as crazy as all the others, even more visibly so in a lot of yeah. ways. Yeah. Is it that he's just not a pedophile that, that causes him to not be part of the club, that he's actually resisted this cacistocracy idea? Well, and maybe. that... Uh, you know, like obviously, what's going to happen when he's when these whole uh, you know <laughs> senators kicked out because they're in, involved in uh, pedophilia? I don't stuff. know what's going to happen. What is he going to do? But it may be they don't have it on him, and that's why he's not popular. Like they want him removed. It's not that he's not going to carry out the agenda because he still kind of is carrying out the agenda, as we've said before. There's no real huge changes, right? I mean, no. this whole drain the swamp. You know, no. he just he just filled it with more swamp. More. So, you know, like it seems like he's not doing anything anti-establishment and yet the establishment really do appear to not like him. Hmm. So I'm just wondering if that's the differentiator. I maybe could be. Maybe he's just not into kids. <sighs> well, I hope not. Or refuses to, you know, hope do not. whatever but, uh, the thing is. It, you know, definitely it's something to, to keep an eye on uh, in, in the coming days, weeks. Whatever it is, because apparently it's going to break. Apparently, there's big news coming, and it involves this stuff and um, you know people in government in yeah. in uh, the upper house. I guess the other side of it is related to this this article that I had, um, which is uh, saying that the people that you spend time with in physical right. presence of your brain waves start to align with theirs. I guess like. They say women's periods become in sync if they spend a lot of time together or whatever. Yeah. Maybe so that's a bad example. That might even be a myth. Don't look it up. But you hear it a lot anyway. I, you know, it's not something. You I'm, have, have you? Have you not heard that? I haven't heard that. No. Yeah, well, apparently that happens. And, you know. Um, yeah. And, well, to the very least, brainwaves. They're saying, up. yeah, even even more, more than just physical... Um, attributes like that or physical cycles like that yeah. uh, that your brain waves start to resemble the people that you spend time with which in, implies oh, decent. <laughs> on your bubbles that's why I don't hang out with him <laughs> <laughs> which implies that there's something more to it than well, this just the physical like uh, y- you could probably argue that what we say to each other gets our brainwaves in alignment. You could you could argue around it, but to some yeah. extent, I think, you know, there's it's proven, isn't it, that there's a magnetic field around your brain yeah. that's that's readable. I mean, you've, you've got those magnetism. Yeah. What are the machines called? That the, the MRI machines or whatever. It's MRI, the one that reads your know. actual brainwaves. Brain hats. The CAT scan. I yeah. Don't know. That's just I don't know. that's just for felines, though. I think. 
<laughs> I don't know medicine. Duh. But it's my booing. I wish I still had it. Oh, you didn't have it? No, I had to get rid of it. I would have booed that. Oh, you got to load that up for next week. I'll shoot it. All right. Dead cat. <laughs> I'm talking about microphones. Dead Come on. joke. But um, yeah, the, the idea that somehow maybe that our brains can connect in ways well, that are non-physical is pretty interesting or this, that don't involve physical contact. This, this uh, article speaks to general happiness as well mm. and talks about, you know, the real way to be happy is to surround yourself with, you know, sort of, sort of like-minded people, I guess, mm. that, um, that you can sync up with. Therefore, you don't have to make as many decisions. Yeah, in yeah. life, and um, apparently, decision making is, you know, where the human brain is probably. Uh, I had, uh, I can't remember where this comes from, but about about a hundred decisions a day. Mm. So you you sort of most people uh, brains are set up to handle about a hundred mm. decisions a, a day, and when you think about how many decisions you normally make in a day, mm. or that you might do at work, um, you know, there's a lot. Yeah, There's a lot of and that's decisions, and that's and that's kind of you know that's why people feel mentally drained. That's right, and I it seems causes that type of feeling. It seems that most occupations are set up to make people make decisions, yeah. take responsibility, yeah, on behalf of the company, be the face of the company, you know, yeah. deal with complaints, deal with requests, yeah. But then I guess I don't know. Um, like physical labor, does that involve decisions? Does factory work involve decisions? I mean, maybe... Yeah, it does. Um, but there's certain processes, I guess, where, you know, because it's the same every time, I guess you, you're not forced to make Yeah, when it's routine, it's not decisions, time. right? Yeah. So yeah. something like factory work, maybe uh, it doesn't involve as many decisions. Maybe that's why someone can stand up in a, you know, in a sweatshop for 12 hours and... Yeah. And you just know. go on autopilot. And yeah, and go on autopilot. I've I've always been quite good at that, just sort of turning <laughs> off and escaping into my own mental world and thinking about whatever. Yeah. While doing something completely mind-numbingly boring. Yeah. So yeah, it's um it's an interesting idea because it's not something that I've ever really thought about, as far as um, decisions are the thing that you, you know, like you're expending your energy. Yeah. Just in making decisions. Just, just yeah, just uh, coming up with a solution to some. Yeah, I love solving problems. problems. It's it's how my brain works. I mean, I well, I'm, I get I'm, bored I if would I'm not think, doing that. I would think you know, saying a hundred decisions for for the average person is 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 probably a fairly loose figure. It could be a lot higher for some people and maybe yeah. lower for others. Who knows? Depends yeah. on. Uh, I'm not exactly sure on the mechanics in the, like actually how. What what parts of the brain are affected when you make decisions? But yeah, that's that's what causes you to feel run down and everything. If you're making a a lot of decisions that that you know affect other people, I guess too. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, but I think people are pretty conscientious when they when they're making decisions that, or at least affect the business that you're working for. Well, yeah. business is people, right? If you that's people. If you're in the <laughs> If you're in the mindset of, you know, employment is the be-all and end-all of your con contribution to society, yeah. which, you know, I'm not sure if I really subscribe to that so much anymore. But, no, uh, no. But for most people, that's a pretty pretty constant reality. But, yeah, I was thinking the, um, the, th the way your brainwaves align, is that something, does that play into the pedophile rings? And, you know, they're, they're all within proximity of each other. They tend to be old-fashioned, I guess, because they're old. So mm. perhaps mm. they do more face-to-face meetings and hang out more and and go to uh you know 
events and conferences and well, whatever yeah. and they'd and want to and keep it the off the back room of brandy houses or, they'd want to keep it off uh, as much off grid as possible wouldn't they this they'd so have to so maybe being hidden maybe being in proximity of people of that kind actually creates your brain to work in a similar way and you become more psychopathic well, i think even james corbett talked about that a yeah, little bit that allows the uh, environment you know uh Lost my train of thought. Then <laughs> uh, was going to be good too. I Creates it helps create the environment where that's possible. Is what I was trying. Well, to Well, definitely say. does that. But if it also, you know, like physically affects your brainwaves, yeah, changes. Your you know, waves. then it's almost inescapable. If you go into that world, you know, they always say, "Oh, don't let the snake through the door," or "Don't sell your soul." Maybe that's what it is. It's just taking that step over the threshold yeah, and going, "I'm going to go ch- live in that world." But I'm going to resist it. Don't worry, they won't get me. Yeah, they won't. They won't wear me down or whatever. Yeah break me and uh in the end they don't have to as long as the other person's in proximity if they're exactly you know, in the right vicinity of what's going on eventually yeah. the brainwaves all align and they'll start to become more like the people that are engaging in this shit you know exactly and it's uh, it's a scary thought scary yeah it's i mean just just in general society has become more psychopathic yeah, I think that's pretty clear. More and we, craziness. You know, I read an article uh, a week or two ago that said that uh, just regular painkillers like Tylenol actually have been proven to reduce empathy. Yeah. So, you know, if you take painkillers, all of a Legal. sudden you're becoming, you know, technically, maybe it's only small increments, but yeah. you're becoming Slightly, more but, psychopathic. But still, and I yeah. bet if you start to look into these things, you'll find a fluoride in the water will make you psychopathic or... You know, um, eating processed foods will make you psychopathic yeah. or whatever. There's probably a whole bunch of influences that push us in that direction. And then you get that sort of apathy of people who are like, oh, well, there's wars going on, but we need it to, you know, to keep our oil prices yeah, down. I would, I would think that That's uh, fine. if you went to look for apathy in society, you could find it everywhere. Yeah. You could, oh, apathy's abundant. You, you look for it. but uh, <laughs> If only it were money. I think uh, I think that often and then I think you know I I, I can't lend too much focus to that because it's just kind of just kind of brings your mood down Mm. you know I don't want to think I I know it's there so Mm. I've just got to try and offset it somehow not where does your dangerous dangerous philosophy video fit into all of this because I want to well that's that's more concerned with you know being counter economic and what's going to contribute to the downfall probably of uh this system which is enabling all these pedophiles alleged pedophiles and stuff to exist yeah well should we talk about the microchips first and then move into that sort of solution stuff yeah 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 so the um the other thing that kept coming it it always comes back to this and if you ever watch the movie zeitgeist which you know i hope everyone has a lot of people have it's got 50 million views or something on YouTube. It was ridiculous. So a lot of people have. If you haven't, it's worth seeking out. It's very old now. It's uh, fairly old information. It's pretty dated, uh, but um, it's yeah, still it's, uh, it's still eye opening. Very I think. very thought provoking. Uh, yeah, and it's it's material. an entertaining presentation and whatever. Um, that movie ends in this as well, which is in um, the elites eventually have a plan to have everyone microchipped in the sense that they have microchips embedded in their hand or under the skin. Um, And you keep hearing about this sort of technology evolving over the, like it was probably 10 years ago that I saw Zeitgeist since there's been stories about it over and over again since then. These um, 
chip tattoos, RFID tattoos that you can get now that are supposed to be fashionable. I saw an article that uh, they were making either regenerating existing human skin or making human skin that had electrodes in it. Oh, wow. Like so actually in the skin. So if you get a skin graft or whatever for an yeah. injury, you get this stuff, get this type of skin instead, and they can... Uh, they and and all the it's got a current all the biometrics and stuff that we see more Works. and more forced to do you know like I your I body my powers phone. it and everything too I open my phone with a fingerprint now you know I mean it's it's all this stuff I don't know I don't know what it means I you know we're getting higher and higher res um, cameras on our phones that would enable yeah. retinal scans and stuff like that yeah. so we're making ourselves more and more identifiable as time goes on but the ultimate identifiability I guess is having an RFID chip under your skin you know having it part of your body. Um, preferably, well, I parents, guess. parents uh, deciding to implant one in their child or something like that. Yeah, which they do, um, you know, they're, they're sold uh, that on safety. Like, um, oh, all your medical history will be available as soon as you turn up to hospital. So yeah. it'll be more likely you'll be saved. So if you're in a car accident or something, they can find out what you're allergic to and all that sort of stuff. Or if your child wanders off, you can easily find them because yeah. they're trackable. And so, yeah, there's another story about uh, embedding microchips. I'll play a little bit of it and then yep. we can discuss it. Multiple European companies have been experimenting with the idea of implanting microchips in their employees, and the trend wasn't really popular here in the States. That situation may change as Three Square Market plans to implant RFID microchips in employees' hands. Although this is a marketing campaign more than anything else, it shows there is a potential market for such implants. So the partnership between Three Square Market and Biohacks, that's B-I-O-H-A-X, this whole development is probably going to be worth following. Both parties will focus on equipping 3-2-M, that's three-square market, employees with bio-friendly RFID micro... Yeah, right. We got it, James Evan Pilato. Yeah. But, um, yeah, um, love those guys. Love those guys. <laughs> I, I, it wasn't his fault. I just let it go too long. Um, and now I've got it freeze-framed on an image of, uh, like, they're pushing the the microchip around under the skin. And I swear, if they're trying to sell this as something that's cool, stop showing the pictures yeah, of it, it being looks, implanted. It looks with horrible. Horrible big needles and, and having People this moving it around pump. under their skin, yeah. Oh, it's disgusting. It's gross. I mean, I, you know, uh, even even without any New World Order conspiracy theories, I wouldn't want one of these things many, under my skin. How many people do you know, do you reckon would accept putting an RFID? Chip under well, under what pretense are you talking about? A hospital recommending it because that's a, that's that's probably a pretty good use case. Yeah, that's, that'd be the most common, I guess. Like if I knew someone who uh, had diabetes, for instance, I can imagine them getting sold it on that basis. Like you're, you're diabetic, you could pass out. We won't know. Uh, we won't know what's happened. Put yeah. the chip in. We'll have your medical history available. We'll know you're diabetic. Or people maybe who are allergic to. Peanuts. Particular things, peanuts or, uh, yeah. Soy. <laughs> Bread. <laughs> Just reminds me of that uh, meme with that, uh, you know, it doesn't take much to upset children these days. And there's a picture of a kid crying because he's got a butterfly on his head. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's, uh, it's monarch mind, mind control symbolism, though. So maybe, well, yeah, maybe it is, it's, it's that smarter than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the kid uh, knows knows all about it. So yeah, the old chip. I mean, a chip off the old block. The old chip. Eh? <laughs> the uh, the microchip thing. You know, something are... I'm not too chipper about. Oh, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it. Let's move on. Yeah, uh, let's move on. But yeah, the uh, 
There are religious people, uh, Christian people, I believe, call it the mark of the beast. They believe that that's part of that's biblical game prophecy. over, isn't it? Yeah, and you're, you're to not take the mark of the beast. No, it's going to be the separation of uh, civilization, where you know there's going to be chipped and non-chipped. Yeah, uh, the non-chipped will eventually, you know, lose access to the grid or whatever, and be forced to live outside of it. Yeah, I mean, you'll which might not be, be a bad thing. I mean, we might just end up with a society that's one's on a big grid, yeah, and one uses natural resources and agorism and things like that to yeah, organize things. But then, what happens when the other society wants all the natural resources for that? Yeah, it could be some massive civil war or some shit. Yeah, I mean, it could get pretty crazy. It could be like Waterworld or something. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it's uh, it's a pretty crazy idea. I know which I'd choose, but I don't know if I, you know. If it would be much of a quality of life, <laughs> being uh, off the grid, you know, forced off the grid as like a, an exile for, yeah, not, for if, not taking the chip. Yeah, it would really... Uh, but realistically, you would take the chip, wouldn't I? I mean, you'd, you'd, you'd know, but you'd have to take it because you'd be why? like, well, well, what if the consequences were you, you, you can't rent a house or you can't buy food? What, like, what are you going to do? You and I don't have the survival skills. Well, yeah, we're talking about if, if uh, everything suddenly changed... You know, within 24 hours, yeah, we'd be screwed. We'd, we'd have, be screwed. We'd have no way of living off the land because we just don't know how. Yeah. We're too used to modern convenience. Um, I think there's still an opportunity for people to, you know, recognize that this is, you know, a plausible thing that could be coming. Yeah. You know, massive. Well, James Corbett actually speaks on that. I wanted to play this bit as well. Yeah. Where he talks about how there's companies that are how it'll be done. Yeah, there's companies that are genuinely getting behind microchipping and oh, for sure, offering it to people. So let's hear from James just for a second. So this again, it's it's an idea they keep circling around, and it'll just be little stories like this here and there to get people talking until it becomes a more and more common idea. And the key is voluntary. They're going to make you want. To get it it'll be the cool thing to do it'll be the iphone of the next generation what you don't have a chip yet oh my god you're so what's wrong with you <laughs> what's wrong with you one of us is in Deep you don't have trouble. any tech in you yeah yeah which i can imagine that's you're actually how it will free? happen you know and, and he talks about it like it's it's a conspiracy uh you know like it's a planned thing and i believe that to some extent there probably have been uh, conversations in dark rooms over brandies and cigars <laughs> But uh, it's kind of a natural evolution of technology as well, in a sense. Think about how distracted people would be if they were chipped and they could just bring up Facebook or whatever in front of their own vision anytime. I'm not sure if that's exactly how the chip works. No, but uh, you can see that sort of, you know, with Google Glass and everything. Google Glass got nixed. It got kicked out. Yeah, it wasn't popular wasn't popular well there was the privacy concerns i think you know there were a lot of advocates who fought against it and google decided that the world wasn't ready yeah you know they went too early with it and if they do it with the rfid chip it's going to be the same thing the same thing yeah i still think it's still way too early for something like that i think people on mass probably won't accept it um well how many people are cashless already well there's a there's a lot of um you can find a lot of examples of, of businesses that are cashless now. Yeah. They just, you know, do PayWave and Bitcoin and yeah. all that type of stuff. I actually read an article uh, yesterday at some point about a bar in Melbourne who only accepts cash. And I was like, that's amazing. 
yeah. I want to go there. Okay, supportive. That's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's it's when they stop accepting cash that I'm going to start to get worried. Where you have to pay with card, and I think that I've never seen that happen anywhere. But I, it probably does, but I haven't come across it yet. No, it's I don't really have any firsthand, you know, experience of that. No, I, had, I had can imagine option. them doing that perhaps at liquor stores or something where they want to track who buys what. Yeah, just in case it leads to some sort of crime. Maybe. Or maybe they just want to sell the information to insurance companies. So if you buy too much whiskey, you can't get insurance or you get higher premiums and things like that. I mean, yeah, there's, maybe. The, there's a possibility of a world where that sort of shit happens, you know, where... where uh, well, it's it's pretty possible because you can imagine people getting behind that, you know, going, yeah. well, it's, you know... It's because whiskey. it's not going to be them. It's going to be the other guy who's, who's sponging off the system, you know, that... But, I always go back to this, right? You've got this socialist idea, right? Which is where everybody contributes and the, the less fortunate yeah. um, get looked after. Yeah. And then people go, yeah, but it's got to be fair. You know, like if you're more likely to use it, you should pay more. And I'm like, no, actually, it's mo- it's supposed to be unfair. Like there's no point in doing it if everyone pays exactly what they're going to end up consuming. What's the point of that? That's not, that's not, it doesn't make any sense. That's not how the system That's just set forced up. purchasing. Mm. You know, that's a different thing, you know, or it's forced savings. You know, the idea of insurance is when you get a payout, it's way more than you've paid in. Yeah. And the other people who've paid in money and didn't have anything happen, uh, subsidize it. They subsidize it, yeah. And they should be doing that knowingly and willingly. If they think that, well, that is, they're going to pay in. Well, that is what in. is happening. Yeah, but it's, well, it's exactly what it's for. These people who say it's unfair, yeah, that's, that's how it's, how it's designed. It's yeah. what it's for. If Systematically you don't, unfair. Yeah, if you don't so. like socialism, <laughs> you know, you know, there's a lot of people like it's very big in America to say socialism doesn't work and all this stuff. Yeah, um, our experience in Australia is quite different from that. We have socialism and it works okay. You know, uh, I, I feel pretty confident I'll get looked after in a hospital. If I get hit by a car or something like that, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a numbers game in that regard. Like you could end up somewhere bad or good, you know. You don't get a choice in where you end up, but it'll be the nearest hospital, yeah, and it'll be the fastest route to get there. And you'll probably get stung for the ambulance ride, but you don't have to pay it before you get on the ambulance. No, so I or you or you have the opportunity to sign up and yeah. Have that subsidised too. Or you can join the ambulance, yeah. But again, that's just forced insurance. (laughs) (laughs) Insurance. Oh, I hope people are listening to that in headphones. That's a really weird sound, that one. It goes all over the place in the stereo mix. But yeah, it's it's an interesting idea because I just just don't understand the complaints. I understand if you don't want to participate in a system. Yeah. So don't, you know, insurance is that system. But don't say insurance should be more fair and they need more measures to find out who's going to get sick. Yeah, that's not going to change And ma- to make them pay more. That's yeah. not what insurance is for. It is, no. The mystery is part of it. You know, embrace the mystery <laughs> of insurance. You don't know. It's a lottery, you know. Yeah. It is literally a, a lottery. It's a game. And, uh, you know, it's musical chairs and sometimes you will be able to sit down and sometimes you won't. And you've got to embrace it or get the hell out of it. Stop yeah. trying to make it fair. You know, it's only going to lead to this Orwellian craziness where the insurance companies need to gather more and more information on people yeah. to try and it's predict. It's giving them a license to do so. So, you know, it's a, yeah, and it it's gives a them the excuse. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we're pretty much getting towards the end. I, I had one other thing that I, I don't know. I just found this really... Jesus, we've gone quite a while. So. Yeah. Oh, it's just over an hour now. But we, we started recording about 
you know, five or ten minutes. So. We're probably here now. So I'll do this quick because I, you know, I think I can. It's probably enough just to refer people to the video <laughs> and they can they can just watch it, you know, and enjoy it. But yeah. I, I just this tickled me during the week, and uh, I just thought, you know, it's it's an interesting idea. It comes from a channel called Really Graceful, and I think I've mentioned her before a couple of podcasts back. This is the first time I've seen this channel. Is it? Okay, maybe yeah. I didn't. I, I've, I've considered it. I've been watching her for a while or listening to what's, her. What's the name of the channel? Really Graceful. <laughs> All right. And, uh, Go check it out. She's usually a lot more grounded than this. You know, she does a lot of really good sort of information-based videos. But she also has the courage to sort of posit things and ask questions. And she's not arrogant enough to say she's giving answers. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one, the, the video you're talking about. Yeah, and it, this one's a little bit more whimsical. And I like that. I, you know, this is the type of conspiracy theory I like. It seems very conspiratorial. but Yeah, uh, it does. And she says that. She says there's really she no basis for it. it. Yeah, 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 she's self-aware. So. And, uh, well, I'll play a bit of it. I don't know if it'll explain it. And then we, maybe we can come back and just explain it quickly. Ingersoll Lockwood's book, Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey, details the adventures of a wealthy boy living in Castle Trump. And his journey consists of traveling to Russia, depicting a world within a world, wow. which young Baron explores with his dog, Bulger. So, okay. It's just a series of silly coincidences that the main character is named Baron Trump, living in Castle Trump, who goes on an adventure using a guidebook provided by none other than the master of all masters, named Dawn. Just a coincidence. Right, y'all? Right? Well, that's what I thought, but then I kept looking. <laughs> and then she goes on to point out that um, Back to the Future Part 2, the character of Biff, is actually based on Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. And I went back to check this and I found uh, an interview with Bob Gale, who uh, co-wrote it with Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. And he says this, this is true. That, uh, he confirms Biff, this? Yeah, Biff going back in time... And with passing himself the sports almanac yeah. was actually inspired. That character was inspired by Donald Trump. And I, I, I would imagine because in the first this, movie he wasn't. Because so. of this story of the last president? No, no. I just think they saw Trump and went, wouldn't it be interesting? Like, how did he get rich? Yeah. Wouldn't it be interesting if he went back in time and did this? You yeah. know, so they... And they gave Biff, I think, hair, a little Trump-like hair. Of course, yeah. In that movie and stuff, you know, very long sort of comb over. Yeah, and he thing. lived in Trump Tower. It was Biff. And he lived in Biff Tower and, you know, it was Tower all, it, was, it wasn't subtle because it occurred to me at the time. Biff I think. Mansion or something? I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Some but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. And she's, you know, she's talking about this sort of um, whimsical conspiracy theory that Trump's actually done this. <laughs> and she actually points to a lot of things where there's references in other pieces of yeah. literature and stuff that, that talk about Even it. Even the dog's name. What was the dog's name again? Uh, his actual dog, like Donald Trump's actual dog. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't remember that. It was that very piece. similar to the, the uh, Bulger character or Bulger character or whatever right, she right. talks about in The Last President. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she finds a lot of links. It's a really good video. It's called Something Strange is Going On with the Trump Family. So you can search for that or just search for Really Graceful. It's one of the most recent ones on her channel. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of good stuff on there. So it's definitely worth checking out. But I just thought that's just a hilarious idea that Trump is Biff. Trump is Biff. Well, uh, that'd be, that's a very believable philosophy. Well, his real story is kind of similar with our And it's time been travel. acknowledged by the filmmakers. So. He, he claims that, uh, you know, he had a rich uh, father and he claims that he got a loan for a million dollars from his father and built his entire empire 
uh, with that on that million dollars. Yeah. yeah, which I you know it's not implausible. If someone gave me a million dollars now, I'd probably you know have a chance at getting lucky and. Well, a million dollars used to be worth a lot more. Yeah, it was a lot more back then. It'd yeah, probably it be now. Probably be a uh, hundred million now. Mm. So. <laughs> anyway, just wanted to bring that up because I thought it's funny and we're going to talk about pedophilia, so we need a lighter note to end on. Definitely. How'd yeah. that go? Do you think it was lighter? Uh, Except yeah. that I mentioned pedophilia again. But you shouldn't have brought it up twice. Again. Yeah, 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 now yeah. I'm back in the... In, in yeah, the... you've... you've, you've... Trump, Trump is... Dragged it back down into the sewer. Trump is biff. Trump is biff. Trump is biff, though. Yeah. Yeah, mm. so... Curious, uh, mm, very stuff, curious. Good stuff to ponder. <laughs> um, anyway, I think that's that's going to do it. I think for, the, for this episode, more than enough. Twenty-five, quite a bit in yeah. there to uh, to go through. Uh, we have a website. Oh, we haven't even done that update, have we? We have a website. Yeah, we uh, we now own our own content. We have our own website, and our podcast is served off the website. Previously, it was SoundCloud. And uh, if you have a podcast, do not serve it off a third party. Just start from, uh, you know, buying a domain name, setting up a website and hosting your own podcast. And if anyone's interested in that, leave a comment and we can probably cover what we did. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be interesting to people, so obviously won't cover it now. But uh, yeah, it's definitely the way to go. Definitely the way to go. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's money better spent doing that then yeah you know signing up for something like soundcloud which pretty much sucks pretty um, much sucks and they own your content and they don't share any advertising revenue with you so nope. not that we're in this for money but i don't really want other people to I make don't, money out of it either i don't want uh, yeah other people to make money out of it while we're not and uh off the backs to, of our talent yeah of our blood sweat and tears yeah and so. and most of all i don't want them to charge us for it <laughs> that, that's the main one <laughs> for yeah. the privilege yeah yeah so uh yeah so what's the address it's uh 1240podcast.com 1240podcast.com go check it out 1240podcast i'm pretty happy with the way it turned out it's pretty classy stuff it's good it's yeah. good, I like it. It's not bad, yeah. yeah we'll keep uh, uh, adding stuff to it, hopefully. Nah, I'm, I'm oh, done no, with you're it. done. I'm done, done with it, yeah. yeah it's, it is what it is now. No, we've been thinking about uh, blogging. We might put some blog articles up. Yeah. Maybe, you know, to flesh out some of the stuff we talk about on the podcast more yeah. and, and give you links and stuff, something a bit more structured to look yeah, at. Right, right. Some of the, yeah, the other odd facts and details and stuff, maybe. Why not? Um, but, yeah, most importantly, if you are you know getting something out of this um you can rate and review on itunes that would really help us in fact we encourage everybody who even just knows about it five stars whether you like it or not on that help us move up the podcast chart yeah get it amongst the the big boys in the u.s stop show them there's a bunch of other other posi uh other Posse, Posse casts, yeah, uh, Aussie podcasts. I was going to say, yeah, um, that I haven't listened to enough of yet, and um, yeah, there's, but there are some good ones out there. I'm going to try and, um, I'm uh, just getting into them now. Yeah, um, we are, we are on uh, all, as far as I know, most of the Android apps now will find you the 1240 podcast. So if you listen to podcasts, yeah, so definitely iTunes, definitely iTunes if you've got Apple, um, Podbean, we're on. Um, what are the other ones? Streaker. Is Stitcher one of them? Stitcher. Streaker's not a real one. I was thinking of Stitcher. You're thinking of Stitcher, yeah. Streaker is a naked girl running on a football field. Um, 
We're on Twitter at 1240podcast. What was the app? What's the app I use? Let me have a look. I've got four on here and we're on all of them. So I've got Podcast Addict for Android and uh, you can load us up on that. I've got sure. Podcast Go. Yes, I think I had Podcast Addict as well. Yeah, I do. Um, and Castbox. And Castbox. We're, we're on all of those. They're pretty good apps. They all, all do your stuff. <laughs> and if you've got Windows Phone, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. Because Microsoft doesn't even care anymore. No, they don't care. And by the way, I'm not saying go fuck yourself. I am one of the people who loves Windows Phone <laughs> and I have been denied a Windows Phone and forced to buy an Android phone and I am fucking mad about it. He's furious. He is I do not like steaming. this phone. He is steaming. I am. About I am it. Fuming. Uh, so before uh, Harvey explodes, we'll <laughs> wrap it up. Wrap it up there. We'll calm him down. Headphones fell off. Make sure that, uh, you know, we uh, are available to do another podcast <laughs> in the near future. Hopefully I should recover. Week. I should recover. Should be fine. Hopefully next week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we should, uh, should be... But, but yeah, yeah, definitely go and support us on iTunes. It's a, that's a really important one if you can do that. If you are listening to it, anyone, any of my friends that might be listening to it. Apparently, it's family. like eighty percent of all podcasts get consumed on iTunes. Yeah, it's all on iTunes. It's depressing as fuck, isn't it? At the moment, yeah, there's just no other way. But yeah, and go to the go to the website, have a look, leave a comment. Can they, can people leave a comment on the website? They can. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and I would that's encourage good them too. to do so. That's good too. So that's it. See you later, world. I'm off. I'm gone. Bye, world. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I pressed do it once. We're gonna stop it there. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty good ending. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop it. Recorded all the way through, by the way. Yeah.